hey guys, if you have not played Last of Us Part 2, you probably should not listen to this episode because we're just going to be talking about it, spoilers and all, front to back, everything about this game. So if you have not played it and you do not want to be spoiled, (laughs) do not listen to this episode. You have been warned. But if you do not give a shit about this game and you're just like, let's hear what these guys have to say about it because I'm intrigued, but I'm never going to play it. I don't even own a PlayStation. Then this episode's for you, baby. It's going to be fun. We're going to talk about it. Got my buddy Ryan Dempsey on the show. We're going to get to it right now on the Launchpad Podcast Special Edition, Last of Us Part 2. Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All right, welcome to the Launchpad Podcast. I'm Aaron. Matt's not here today because he is not much of a gamer, but we brought a special guest to the show. I have Ryan Dempsey, my buddy from The Walking Dead. What's going on, man? How's it going, guys? Doing pretty good. Thanks for coming on the show, man. Uh, I brought you on because you and I have been kind of DMing back and forth on Instagram about the Last of Us Part Two, dude. We just beat this kind of in tandem, like day. Yeah. Just like what? Each day it was like, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Oh my god, am I spoiling it? Oh shit! I know. Oh man, like I, I, I was playing catch up to you for a while, and then I got ahead of you, and I, I was like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, you, uh, <laughs> you actually almost spoiled the very end, but I, but the second I saw you, were like at the very end, I was like, whoa, skip, 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 skip. Nice, nice. <laughs> I saw you message like consecutively. Didn't finish. Didn't finish. Didn't finish. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Just panic typing to try and get the message away from my eyes but dude this game holy shit man i'm still rocked from it and you you did another playthrough yeah so um i i was so close to getting a platinum trophy which is like you get all the trophies for the game all the achievements um that i was like it's worth it just to go through i only needed to go through a a half of a playthrough not even to get to just finish it so you're pretty thorough on the first run yeah, I'm 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 very much a I was scrounging for everything. So I found <laughs> most of the collectibles on the first run through and that's the that's the hardest thing I think. Now, I consider myself a scrounger. Like I try to go through and find every safe and find everything, but the second I start getting attacked by people, I'm just like get to the end, get to the end, get to the end <laughs> cuz like sometimes I love doing the encounter, but like when there's dogs involved, I don't want to kill the dogs, man. Oh, I know. So I just try to sneak, I try to sneak away from them. But if they get on me, I'm like, dodge, 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 throw a brick over there. Dodge, 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 get out. Dude, it's rough, man. I like, and even, even then you would throw a brick and like the dog would lose your scent for like two minutes. And then he'd be like, oh wait, he's over there. <laughs> he's over there. No. Oh man. I, I found the key was to uh, kill the owner of the dog. Oh, because then the dog goes over to the owner. Yeah, and he, he like, like sniffs at the owner. And he cries, and I'm like, no, <laughs> dude. But the dog kind of like wanders and and goes away, and like they they don't sniff for you anymore. But if you like come across them, then they'll ta- then they'll attack you. Still, they almost turn oh, into see, I like was always. Go- <laughs> yeah, they almost. I was going for the dog normal, first, dude. <laughs> I was too. Sometimes I do the same. Uh, actually, so uh, after you beat the game, you can play New Game Plus, which means you can yeah. start the whole game with all your weapons and all your upgrades and everything. So oh. when I whenever I'd come to the dogs, I'd get the dog and the owner, target them first with like one of the uh, exploding arrows, and just kill them both <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Like where the are exploding they? Exploding arrows are great. Boom. <laughs> I love that shit, man. 
So let's start from the beginning. Okay. Obviously, like Naughty Dog is one of the best video game companies to be releasing for Sony. Yeah. I mean, they did Crash Bandicoot, Jack and Daxter, uh, Uncharted series. Holy shit. The Uncharted series is incredible. I just played the fourth one this year when they gave it away for free and was like, oh, man, so good to complete this story. I, I, Uncharted yeah. is I love adventure films and like Me too. there aren't enough of them. It's like Indiana Jones and then right. these like weird racist Alan Quartermain movies. I don't know if you've ever seen King <laughs> no. Solomon Mines. No, I haven't seen those. There's two movies that came out after Indiana Jones that are the Alan Quartermain movies and they're so cringy. I mean, oh. the adventure's kind of fun and the traps are fun, but they're literally like in the deepest, darkest Africa running from tribes and you're like, <laughs> cringe, 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 cringe. It's so bizarre. But I love adventure movies and the Uncharted series was just like Indiana Jones in video game form. And I was like, yeah. this is amazing. This is so yep. much fun. And then a couple of years ago, they came out with Last of Us Part One, which melted my brain with how awesome it was. <laughs> what was your first experience with uh, Last of Us Part One? I mean, I got it. I got it pretty early on. I bought it two times because I bought it for <laughs> PS3, bought it for PS3. Yeah. And I, uh, I actually never finished it. I, I never finished it. So then PS4 came around and there was like a Black Friday sale where they were selling the remastered edition for PS4 for like $10. I'm like, have, yep. to, have to. I don't care that I'm buying a second copy. It's for a newer system, whatever. And I finally beat it. And that ending is just insane. Rips you apart. And for those who don't know, the ending is, I mean, the plot is there's a girl who is immune to the zombie virus and it's a new kind of zombie virus. It's cordyceps, which is a real bug zombie fungus you guys got to look this up cordyceps it's it will blow your mind now she's immune to it and they hire this like smuggler guy joel to take her to the people who might be able to de develop a cure with her blood or whatever and it's an incredible journey across country through all these fucked up situations all this post-apocalyptic stuff it's amazing and they get to the end and what does joel find out ryan the only way to get the cure is that they have to take it out of her brain, which means they have to kill her. And is Joel like, cool. All right. Good. I'm glad. Save <laughs> no. humanity. It'll be a sacrifice worth doing. Right. That's what he does. Right. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. No. Joel is like, fuck that. You are not killing her. So I'm going to kill you guys instead and get her out of here. Bloodbath. Bloodbath, dude. Another hard part about that, the reason it's so hard for him, I think, is that the opening of that game is also incredible. Yes. It's like day one of the breakout, and he's trying to get his little girl, his daughter, out of the city. And the daughter gets just shot by like a scared soldier, and she gets murdered day one. Yeah. So he's like this salty, grumpy old man. But taking this girl across country, he's started to grow that like father-daughter bond again and get really <sighs> sentimental. And right when he's yeah. like, man, I love this girl. They're like, yeah, well, we got to kill her. So <laughs> he Dude. he goes on a rampage, Ugh. kills them all, takes her out of there. And before she gets to the hospital, she gets injured. So she's like passed out. And when they bring her in there, they just put her in under anesthesia. She never even gets to meet the fireflies. She wakes yeah. up in his truck at, at the end. And she's like, wait, what the hell just happened? And he lies to her. He's just like, yeah, we were yeah. there. They ran some tests. Uh, didn't matter. There's a bunch of people that were immune and uh, your, your immunity means nothing. We're fine. Means nothing. And she's like, really? And he's like, yep. Oh, yep. So uh, we're driving away. And it ends on her face with this weird, I, I get call it the Birdman look where you're like, I don't know if that's a good look or a bad look or she knows or she doesn't know. Like, it's one of those ones that you're going to be asking yourself for ages. Yeah. You know, what? what is that look for? And that ending, man, rocked my world. 
Because I, you've never seen a video ca- game character who, for the whole game, you're like, I'm the good guy. And you're like, yeah, he's a good guy. And then they kind of hint that he's like, yeah, but he's a smuggler and he's done some shit. Yeah. He has killed people for whatever reason he's needed to. He's done whatever it takes to survive. And he's a good guy for her, but a bad guy to others. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, oh man. So that ending, he did what, even in the game, because you fall in love with the little girl as a character too. You're like, she's so yeah. cool. You love taking care of her. You love fighting alongside of her. She's a good character. And you've never had that in a video game where the sidekick is as much as important to you as the main character you're playing. So mm-hmm. when you're marching through the hospital, gunning people down with her over your shoulder, you're like, fuck yeah, get some. <laughs> don't, don't fuck with me. But that ending was like, damn, he ruined it for everyone. Yeah. Took the cure away from everyone. So Last of Us Part 2 kicks off and it's like a couple years have passed. And it, and it starts off with Ellie and Joel living in this city that has really like grown up. They have walls. They have a whole you know community going. They're very organized. But there's something icy between them. We're not sure what it was. And something that I love in this game, and at first I didn't, mm-hmm. was how much it jumps around in time. Because we're not sure what happened, but they keep alluding to last night Joel pissed off Ellie and Ellie pissed off somebody else and everybody's kind of salty and shaky about whatever's going on this morning. Yeah. And that's where they start us off. And how did you feel at the beginning of the game? Cause it didn't grab me right away. I was like, Ooh, is it going to be slow? What's going on here? Yeah. The first, like, I think like the first half hour or so it was very slow. Even when they introduced the new character, Abby, I was like, Oh, that's cool. She's just this, like, it's interesting that they're going through the tutorial with a random character. Cause Joel and Ellie obviously already know how to do this stuff. So I was like, oh, this is just going to be a small part. And like, it was still very like slow. And I understood that the story was just getting started. It did feel slow because they're they're walking you through the town, right. meeting the characters. And then like Ryan said, suddenly you jump to a different character and you know her name, you know, she's with this guy, this group of people, and you know, they're looking for something and you know, it's not good, but that's all they give you. Yeah. And, you know, you're in the snow. I love that video games can do snow right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Abby's in the snow fighting the, the frozen zombies, uh, they're freaking cool looking. I love that stuff. <laughs> but it kicks off and, and starts to pick up because everybody is starting to come together. And then early on, like maybe an hour into the game, Abby meets Joel. Joel, his brother Tommy. They go back with Abby to their place because they're being chased by a giant group of, of zombies. They save Abby from dying. <laughs> they save her from dying. And then Abby and friends beat the shit out of Joel and Tommy. Just and Ellie. Torture murder. Yeah. <laughs> torture murder. They pull a Negan on these guys. Ellie shows up because she's looking for Joel. She's like, oh, he might have run into trouble. She follows the tracks to this house and is grabbed by Abby's friends and watches as they beat Joel to death with a golf club. It's rough, dude. It that was that's still that was very rough. I I almost on my second playthrough I almost wanted to just skip past that scene, but uh, I just wanted to pick up on all the nuances, so I I sat through it again, but god, man. It's rough. You know, and she threatens her with the golf club with like brains dripping off of it. Yeah. It's so rough. And they're like we should kill Ellie too, and they're like no, we're going to let Ellie and Tommy go. We came for Joel, we got him, we're out. Yeah. And they leave. And suddenly, as a gamer, you're like, revenge. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get these dudes. Yep. Revenge. Ellie wants revenge. Ellie's new girlfriend, Dina, wants revenge. Dina's 
friend, what's his name? Jesse? Jesse, yeah. Dina's ex-boyfriend, Jesse. Tommy wants it more than anybody because that's his brother who got fucked up. Tommy's still got a black eye from this shit. Yep. And the town's like, nah, don't go, don't do it. You don't want, they don't want you to do it. Of course, you, you can't hold this down. Ellie is not to be tamed. She goes out with Dina and they head to Seattle to hunt these fuckers down. And suddenly you're in the game. You're in the world. What a cool world, dude. What? Dude, Let's start with like the graphics. Beautiful. What are you thinking about this? World? I yeah. I stopped multiple times to look at the scenery, like just take take in different things, and I, I don't know. It, it's incredible. It was like no other game I've played. The density of the world, the dilapidation of the world, is like you've never seen, even from the first game. Yeah. And then it's so filled with little hints of humanity mm-hmm. that are so unique. Because it's not just rinse and repeat. Yeah, there is a lot of dilapidated houses to crawl through and look for little items, right, right, trading cards and coins. But like every house you go into, you find something that gives you a hint about the people who live there. Yeah. And what were some of the favorite like things that you found in the scenery or favorite environments that we walked through that you were just like, man, that's fucking cool. I love how you could just randomly go into a, a store like a music shop. One of my favorite moments is you you don't you don't have to go in that shop whatsoever. But if you go in there and you take the time to look around, there's a uh, Ellie finds a guitar on the ground and she just starts playing. And and yeah. I love the like the little play mechanics that you can do. Apparently, if you know music and know the notes, you can play like real songs on that guitar in the game. <laughs> I was playing Knocking on Heaven's Door. Really? <laughs> it's one of the only songs. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, I think a lot of people have been shitting on this mechanic as like, oh, what a waste of time. But it's like, dude, this game brought so much sentimental value. Yeah. It was poignant, dude. Yep. And you don't get that. And that the moment when she starts playing the guitar for Dina and the way they look at each other and you're like, oh, they're in love and this is not going to go well. I love it. Yeah. I, you love it. And it really, like, I'm getting a little choked up. I'm like, oh my God, they didn't love so much. <laughs> I loved it. And like you said, you go in the pet store and suddenly there's dialogue where she's like, well, we had these feral cats once, but we've never had a pet that isn't like yeah. the dogs. Dude, I love the subtle dialogue while you're exploring, like no matter who you're yep. with. And the same thing was in the first game. That's why the Joel and Ellie became such a father-daughter figure. In the down moments, they have these casual conversations and they talk about things they come across. They're not just like out of nowhere. And yeah, I, I love that. In the first game, they walk through this like pizza parlor and there's an arcade game in the corner and Ellie goes, I know that's a game that people can play and I will never get to do that. And Joel's like, yeah, I was never very good at him. And you're just like, oh, whoa. Uh, did you ever find a PS3 in the game? Oh, I, just, I found so many PS3s. I found at least yeah. three. I love the little dusty PS3s everywhere with like, there's always like an open, uh, like uncharted game disc thing yep. there or like a Jack yeah. and Daxter thing. Yep. Yeah. They always had, they always had Naughty Dog games. One of my favorite things to find is there was a, a, during, it was um, Abby fighting the Seraphites, fighting the Scars, and she goes upstairs into like this game store and there's like Warhammer scenery and tabletop gaming going on in there and books and at, at another one she they go into a house that has like D on the table and yep. dice and all the <laughs> dragon books and it's these nerds and and you you learn about these nerds and it's so cool to see like there's he's got a whole shelf of anime books yep. mangas i was like that's so cool and i, I love, love those little nods and those little things but like i said the game is so full of these poignant moments and one of the ones that really hits you that really hit me at least was the birthday present moment. Oh, yeah. And this is a flashback of Ellie remembering Joel, and he did something for her for her birthday, and they're marching you through the woods, they teach you the swimming mechanic, 
And then where does he take her? To the Wyoming Natural History Museum, I believe. Yeah. And she comes across this like this grown over like mossy T-Rex right through the woods. And it's, it's just, so cool. It's so cool. Did you did you climb the T-Rex? Hell yeah, I climbed that T-Rex <laughs> and jumped in the water. Like that's another yeah. that's a, just another thing that you don't like some people might never do. But I'm just like, yeah. I'm a, I'm gonna try to climb this thing. And she climbed it. I was like, yes. <laughs> She climbs it. She jumps it. They go inside at the gift shop. She gets like an Indiana Jones hat. Yep. And then they go into like the dinosaur exhibit and there's all these dinosaur skeletons. And she keeps putting her hat on the dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Did you put your hat on the dinosaurs? Oh, yeah. Oh, did, so fun. Did you did you put your hat on Joel? No. <gasps> no. That's a trophy. <laughs> so after, <laughs> Damn it. after two after two dinosaurs, you can put the hat on Joel and he like. He just accepts it at first. And she's like, it's my birthday, my rules. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and, <laughs> and she's See, like, it that's looks good so on you. Good. And then, and then another touching moment that you probably missed out on is when they get to the, the top of the stairs, the, like very last dinosaur, what is it? The yeah. brontosaurus or whatever that's overlooking. Brachiosaur, yeah. Brachiosaurus. Yeah. Uh, Joel takes the hat off and tosses it on top. That. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, that, that one I did get, he did toss the hat on top okay. and I thought that was really fun. And then he takes her into the space part and like this whole thing, I think a lot of people are like boring, get back to killing zombies. And I was like, this is so, this is making me happy because the characters are so happy. Right. I was in the same boat. It's a breath of, fle- fr- a breath of fresh air from all the brutality that this game has. It's heavy. I mean, depending where they were, it might've been a breath of flesh air. So. <laughs> <laughs> So in the space part, you can put on space helmets and you ride in the moon rover. And then he takes her to a space capsule, like one of the ones that actually like went to the moon and then landed back in the water. And they climb inside. And I was wearing a space helmet. And Joel gives her this tape and she puts it in. And it's the Apollo 11 NASA chatter for the launch downs, the countdown. And it's the countdown we use for the beginning of our show. Oh, wait, is it really? <laughs> yeah, That's I use the NASA awesome. 11. I didn't know that. Audio. <laughs> Yeah, because NASA's like, here you guys go, do what you want with it. It's out there. It's all it's all free domain. So I use the NASA Apollo Eleven countdown at the beginning of our show. Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four. And she's listening to that audio, and you have this moment where like she imagines being in space, and I was just like, (laughs) my wife's like, you crying at a video game? I'm like, no, 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 not. I'm a badass. Kill zombies. Yeah, man. Kill them. So good. But like they jump back and forth between Ellie and Abby. And as she, as Ellie keeps getting closer to Abby in Seattle, and she's hunting down her friends and fucking murdering them. Mm-hmm. As a player at this point in the game, I'm like, fuck yeah, they deserve it. Right? Yeah. Like I was, I was totally on the revenge wagon. Like I was killing all of them. Didn't care. I was like, let's go. I think the first time it, it really hit was when she beat Nora for information. And then she gets back to the theater and she's shaking before she opens the door. She like realizes what she just did was super fucked up, but she also feels like she, she needs to continue. She doesn't know how to like the hospital. Yeah. When she, she like, she, you don't see her. You just see Ellie's like changing, frustrated, angry reactions. And you, you strike at Nora like three times for information with a pipe, with a pipe to get to this moment. So, so you, you sneak to this hospital and it's pretty overrun with these WLFs. It's like a military group and the WLFs are the group that Abby and her friends belong to. And the w, WLFs, the wolves, are in a fierce civil war 
with these people called the Scars or the Seraphites. And the Seraphites are like a cult with a prophet, and they live in like back to nature huts and live in the woods and live off the land. And the wolves are like a paramilitary group. So when they get to Seattle, they're in the middle of a civil war. And she's hunting these people down in the middle of this. She gets to the hospital and they're packing up, getting ready for something. And she she tracks down this Nora girl, chasing the shit out of her. She's getting chased by soldiers. And then she comes to the edge of this pit. And down below, it's like spores where the where the, the fungus, the, the How you get infected. are. Yeah. Yeah. And she just takes a dive bomb in because she's immune and Nora gets infected and Nora's running away. And, and that was so like baller brutal for me. (laughs) And that led to one of my favorite moments is when you're down in the basement of the hospital, it's flares. So it's just red light and spores floating through the light. Mm -hmm. And there are the clickers down there, which are the horrifying, like really violent uh, zombies. And then you start getting chased by dudes in gas masks too. And that like that horror element is what, also made the game really special. What oh, were yeah. some of your favorite like horror elements? Dude, well, just just on that topic, real quick, I loved any any moment throughout the game, which there was a hand, there was a good handful of times that I didn't have to like really waste weapons and just take a bottle and create some noise and make the zombies and the soldiers fight each other. It'd be like ten on ten, and at, after the death settles, I only got to kill like four of them. <laughs> like, yeah. It, it would be so cool to watch like other NPCs fight each other. You really could use the environment to your advantage, especially oh, yeah. when when the zombies were around. And that I I definitely agree with that because I I would always throw I I would start with a Molotov, chuck it at a person. <laughs> the zombies would chase the person on fire. They would catch on fire, and I would hopefully do a mass amount of damage. I love Molotovs are my jam in this game. <laughs> Me I mean, too, man. Oh, because I never had enough bullets, but I had enough <laughs> bottles and rags. Yeah. Light oh. a fucker on fire. I definitely use the bombs and Molotovs more than the guns at some points, I think. A hundred percent, dude. I love setting traps and then like throwing a brick to make somebody walk into my trap and yep. blow their legs off and they're still crawling going, uh, uh. Okay, so I love that. Depending on where you shot them, like the damage would show. It's not like yeah. sometimes games you just like shoot a guy and they just die. This was like, I remember uh, there was a rooftop scene where you could go prone and crawl under the uh, the like air conditioning vents or whatever. And they're walking around the, right. the roof. And I, I shot their legs out with a shotgun when they walked by me and their legs went flying Damn. and they crawl on the ground and they're still alive for like a few seconds, just screaming before they pass out. And I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah. Um, so brutal. There were so many times where you're like, this is intense. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the red light in the subway, the red oh. light in the, in the, like that was intense, Dude, man. You want to talk the, like, okay, my favorite horror moment with red lights yeah. and all that stuff, knee high water, basement of the hospital, the, the, uh, the rat king is what it's called. The like ground zero, baby. Yes. Conglomeration of like zombies built into like one massive thing. And like, as you're fighting him, a zombie breaks off and like scurries away. Like it was, yeah. it was fucked up, man. That shit was dude. Ground was Zero creepy. was scary. Yeah, when we get to the basement later, when you're playing as Abby and you're retracing the steps of Ellie, you go to the hospital before Ellie has gotten there, and you go down to Ground Zero where the infection started, and it is gnarly frightening. That to me, that whole like when we get to Abby's section, mm-hmm. and and the game switches over to Abby, it became so much more difficult. It became so scary when you're you're having to fight your way through this. The hotel from the top oh, floor yeah. to the bottom floor. That was and an the awesome. It's all destroyed. 
Yeah. And you're falling through the floors and fucking shit up. That was horrifying. Ground zero in the basement of the hospital was horrifying. I hated the stalkers. The stalkers messed me up, man. (laughs) This game just creeping out from like sides of the walls and like. And you just see their eyes. They're like little eyes glowing in the dark. Yep. So creepy. There were so many good moments of horror. So many good moments of action. But the thing that I think was so brilliant is the game flipped the idea of revenge. So, you know, you go around, you kill everybody, mm-hmm. all of Abby's friends. You go back to the the theater, which is your home base. And you think everything's good. You're going to go after Abby. You're going to finish it. And then they decide, you know what? Just let her go. We're going to get out of here. It's time to go home. And and Ellie's on board. She's okay with it. Tommy's okay with it. It's just time because Dina's pregnant. And suddenly you hear this commotion. She goes out and fucking Jesse gets popped in the face, which I was like, no, shot in the face. Tommy's on the ground and it's Abby has found them. And she points a gun at Ellie. Ellie drops her gun. And then suddenly we cut back in time and cut to Abby's perspective of the whole thing. All that's been happening. You're now on the other side of the story. And at first I was like, fuck this, man. I don't want to. I I didn't want to be here at all. (laughs) I, I, I like hustled through the first couple levels. Before I really like realized that like, okay, this going is, back. this yeah. is going to be a thing for a while. Yeah. This is real life. When you, when you switch over to Abby, how cool is Abby's world? Like you get to be part of this paramilitary place. They're in basically, I guess the Seattle Superdome or whatever it's called now. Yeah. Life Arena. I don't even know. Yeah. And it's very like accurate. I was like, oh, like I've, I know this stadium. <laughs> like I've seen oh, this stadium. That's awesome. Like that's a very popular NFL stadium. That's where the Seahawks play. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. they just turned it into this big camp. I've never felt that way p- playing a game before because you're walking around, you're seeing all these people. You see the little kids going to kindergarten. You you come across yeah. like some old people. They're like, "Hey, how you doing?" That th- they really like you. I see all Abby's friends that I hate because they killed Joel, and I still hate yeah. all these people. But they're like, they're so nice. They live in this community, and then you come across the dogs, and you start like petting them and playing fetch <sighs> with them, and I'm like. I've been murdering these dogs for the past like 12 hours. (laughs) Dude, when you first meet the dog that you're like, oh, is that the one I just beat the shit out of at the end? Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no, bro. And they give her a name. That's what makes it worse. (laughs) Alice. Alice. Alice the dog. And you realize that some of the people feel bad about what they did to Joel. Right. They're like, it didn't have to go down like that. And you're like, fuck. And then you find out that Abby is the daughter of the scientist that could have saved the world and Joel killed. And that's when you start going, fuck, man. Yeah. And you realize, for me personally, by the time I finished with Abby's story, she was right. Like, yeah. her revenge was was more warranted than Ellie's revenge. And that made me feel shitty. <laughs> me too, man. I, ah, God, I... Because I and I know I said this to you in a, in a message before, but like because of the first game, like Ellie and Joel were my people, so like yeah. I still was defending them. But dude, that's that's almost like now I look at it as maybe roles reversed, where Joel was like uh in reference to Walking Dead, maybe Joel was like Negan, and yeah. and like so I'm like one of the saviors. Like you killed my guy, so like yeah. I still think I'm right, but fuck, maybe you're right. <laughs> like, Dude. Oh God. And, and it made it made Ellie's revenge feel so petty. You killed oh, yeah. my dad. You're like, yeah. you, you killed basically my father figure. Okay. I'm aware he was a piece of shit. And she knows. We find out she knows that he murdered all those people to save right. her. Yep. And she's not happy about that, but she's living with it. But like you killed Abby's ba- Abby's dad. That's that's tit for tat if you're going revenge equality here. 
but Joel robbed it from the world. Yeah. And now Ellie has gone and killed all her friends who did not need to die for this. And all of them were just trying to live their lives. And like one of them was pregnant. Yeah. And like the other guy, her, the, the pregnant, the pregnant chick's baby daddy is, you know, he's complicated. But he's not a bad dude. Abby might even love him. We yeah. get that weird Abby sexy. Oh God. That was, that was, uh, that was interesting. I didn't need that. Didn't see it coming. Did it? No. <laughs> did not see that coming. No. <laughs> uh, but like you care, you suddenly, they make you suddenly care about them. And suddenly you're like, Oh God, my Ellie revenge is so petty. And yeah. Abby deserves all the revenge she has coming. And, and that's a rough place to suddenly be in a video game. Where you're like, yeah, my main character's actually wrong and not as good as I thought. Yeah, it's it. <sighs> the the game made me feel all kinds of all kinds of ways. There's still part of me that I'm upset with how Abby went about it. I don't I don't sure I don't like how she like tortured him first. And also, yeah. so a big thing for me was I was very against looking at any spoilers. I heard there was leaks before the game came out. And the internet was furious about him. I'm like, I'm not looking at anything. If I see the words Last of Us, I'm Xing out of the page or whatever. And so that Joel's death wasn't spoiled for me. So yeah, it was me very neither. unsuspecting for me. Oh. And uh, but on my second playthrough leading up, dude, it was so hard that first like 10 minutes of the game where Joel's like, hey, uh, look, I found a guitar. Let me play you a song and I'm going to teach you how to play guitar. And he starts playing. And then you actually... You think about him, he is like, oh, he's about to die. And you start thinking about the lyrics he's singing to her. And it it was so much more depressing the second time, knowing that he's going to die. And that was like the song he was teaching her. The song, it's like, I think it says, it's like, if I were to lose you, I just would never be myself. And yeah. like, oh, yeah, you complete me shit. Yeah. Like, oh, God. Uh, <laughs> and then And then what made Abby's attack worse was like just reliving that whole level too is joel helps her he like he kills a zombie he's helping her along the way like she falls down he runs back for her lifts her up he's like come on get on my horse like i'll protect you like you're with us and they're like yeah come back to jackson come get some supplies before you guys head out and uh they're just being like this nice helpful bro like yeah. group of brothers and they're like actually we're here to kill you <laughs> it's just like it's so hard and that's the thing is i'm glad that they didn't make it clean yeah because it made you wrestle with, okay, well, Ellie's never tortured anybody. Oh, oh, there she goes, torturing people. Yep. Like Every time you thought you knew where the clear-cut moral answer was, they did something that made you go, oh, maybe not, fuck. And one of the big turning points for me, though, is when Abby helps the two Seraphite Scar kids. She didn't have to. She could have shot them both. Yeah. They're, the, they're the enemy side in the Civil War, but she helps these two kids and saves the sister and saves... The brother, he's a trans kid. Did you catch that? I was confused by it. I, I remember like not being sure, and then I'm like, oh wait, it's a, it's her brother. Yeah. So it's a it's a it's sister and her brother, but the other scars call the brother Lily, and Lily is supposed to be taken back to be a bride for an older man, a much older man. And Lily shaved her head and wants to live as a boy. She's a trans kid, and. I thought it was really interesting how that how the game portrayed that, but never talked about it. They they explain that makes why so much yeah, more sense now because she's she says we had the day we had the day where we decide our roles, and he wanted to be a warrior, but he got selected to be a wife, and so he shaved his head. And they're like, "Got to kill you now," and that's why they went running. And so them protecting the brother. It had an interesting layer, but I'm glad they weren't ham-fisted about it. I'm right. glad it was topical, but not 
soapboxy. Yeah. And I thought that was really interesting. It was cool. It was very cool. And I love that character too, because uh, just when I'm about to get killed by something, an arrow will fly out of nowhere and like <laughs> right. hit, hit somebody. Dude. Oh my God. I think another hard moment was when uh, you go back to the island to get the brother with the, That's where I with wanted the to get sister. To. Yeah. And then yep. the sister kind of like runs ahead as like a lookout and a wolf catches her. And he's like, oh, I got one. Like he's just hunting and just shoots it right yep. in the gut. It's just like such a, it's another shocking, like painful moment. You're like, oh, no, what? Like what just happened? I've played half this game trying to save your ass. I'm so pissed off right now. Right? I'm so mad when that happened. Oh. And then, and that, and that was after like, so she was on her deathbed. They had to go to that hospital to get supplies so they could cut off her arm. She went through so much amputation shit to get that yeah. amputation to like save her life. And then after she yep. saved her life, she's like, oh, my brother ran away. Can we go get him real quick? And then they go yeah, get tried him. to go get his mother. Yeah. yeah. Tried to go save his mom. So they go to the island. And this is this is one of my favorite parts of the game because they're on the island. And then the Civil War breaks out in total, total war. The wolves attack. The paramilitaries attack, the Seraphite, the Scars are fighting, and everywhere you go, it's just everybody's fighting each other. It's brutal. And you can sneak through the whole thing, or you can get involved and just kill everybody. I was so, like, riled up at that moment. I was like, every one of you is dead. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> Pipe bombs, Molotovs everywhere, man. You, you run into Isaac, who was, like, your military leader of the Wolves, and, you, and, and he's going to shoot Abby over the scars and and the last act of the one-armed girl man she kills isaac you're like damn yeah. and and then the, the wolves get mad and light her up dude that was not <laughs> like like four guys with automatic rifles all just shooting this young girl in the yeah, dirt yeah. like oh my god <laughs> i had that brief moment where i was like oh she's still alive maybe i can say <laughs> oh no no she's dead exactly she's dead. i gotta run Oh, oh man. man, you're running. They light the villages on fire and you're fighting in this firefight. When you get to the boats and you fight that guy with the hammer, yeah. fuck his jaw up. So you see like, oh, that to me is one of the best like brutal like boss fights ever in a game because you're <laughs> fighting this guy with a hammer and you take an arrow out of his arm and stab him in the face and slice his jaw open with it. So you see his teeth through his motherfucking face and his cheek is just like <laughs> hanging off oh that was disgusting and amazing <laughs> oh dude so good and then they decided to as they as, so she escapes the island with the little boy the little brother goes back to the aquarium which i want to talk about the aquarium just after this to find all your friends are dead yeah they were, holy shit they were, and that's the other the other heartbreaking thing is they were they were ready to give everything up and they were all going to run Please. away together like there was going to yeah. be the two scar kids her and only like two of her friends the total of five yeah. of them were just going to get on a boat and get out of there and they were like a half an hour away from doing that <laughs> and they get she gets back and all her friends are dead oh guess who killed your friends me oh my god <laughs> you killed all her friends yeah. you lived that and now you have to see the ramifications of that <sighs> and when she goes back to the aquarium, she finds the map that Ellie stupidly left behind that leads her back to the movie theater where, you know, the standoff happened at the split in the story. But the aquarium is a place we keep going back to. And it's like this hideout for her friends. How awesome is this set, man? That is very cool. I love all the like I, it felt like the muse. It was the opposite. The mirror story of like Ellie and Joel at the museum. This was Abby and her like crush boyfriend ex-boyfriend kind of guy uh owen 
yeah exploring the aquarium like her one of her first flashbacks was like uh them finding it and going through all the different rooms and stuff and you see like the sea lions are still like alive floating around in there and uh yeah dude it's it's i, I love it it's just more of the scenery that just looks amazing in the game incredible incredible set pieces and i love how whimsical it is there's like when you go to the gift shop there's this giant octopus as like a part of the set piece of yeah yeah and the staircase the tentacles are wrapped around it to build this world and just so much world building in that and then like you go to the shark exhibit and there's this cool room with a shark cage and all the sharks like swimming around it as like a display and the displays are so cool and man i was just such a neat a neat place to explore and i love that they kept ex- opening rooms to you to find new areas right. and new places to go. Yep. But uh, so, so we come back to the crux point, the moment, the standoff between Ellie and Abby, and it turns into this fucking brutal brawl where there's punching the shit out of each other. But you're as at you're Abby right now. Dude, I punching the shit out of her. I, as soon as it got back to that moment, I'm like, okay, I, I still wasn't completely. I started understanding Abby, but I was like, all right, they're going to make me Ellie again. And this is going to be the end of the game. And I got to fight her and something's going to happen. No, I'm still Abby. You're, you're Abby. you got to go. Now you got to go fight Ellie. I'm like, what, what do I got to do? I'm like, I don't want to do this right now. I, I, I still with I, no weapons. Yeah. No, no weapons. weapons. I'm like, but I still love Ellie. I'm like, I don't, oh, it was such a hard moment for me. And then towards the end of the fight, when you're winning, you have to mash on the square button to choke the life out of Ellie. And I'm like, I, I don't, I don't want to do this right now. <laughs> like, I, can I not do I this? <laughs> Dude, when I was playing the game, there was a moment where Ellie shot me and killed me. Game was over. I had to restart at a checkpoint. But I was like, so game's over, right? Ellie wins, right? That's the end of the game. Right. I have to keep up with this like moral gray. But that's the moment that's supposed to make you so confused and as a as a player you're just like dude if i lose and abby dies i mean i guess that's what i wanted right but from everything that's happened since then dude i guess i gotta kill ellie it's not fair that she did all this to me and like it really makes you wrestle with revenge right yeah and then dina shows up and and attacks abby pregnant dina (laughs) pregnant dina beats the shit out of her Pulls her up, about to slit her throat, and Ellie, coughing up blood, goes, don't, she's pregnant. And Abby goes, good. And I was like, damn. Yeah. But that's when it made me go, okay, no, no, no. Abby Abby still has that like that revenge that goes too far. She goes too far when pushed. Yeah. And the little brother, leaves, says, no, whoa, 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 enough. And he steps in, and she's like, fine, I don't want to ever see you again. And you're like, okay, good. All right, all right, that's fair enough, fair enough. And you think that's the end of the game. I thought that would be the end of the game. Yeah, me too. And we fade to years later. Dina had a little baby boy and Ellie and her are together and they're happy. They're in a house. Everything seems good, but she's suffering from like heavy PTSD. Mm-hmm. And it's another one of those poignant moments that you're just like, don't ruin this. Don't take this away from yourself. Like this is mo- this, this everyone's happy. Don't steal this from yourself. But we get a surprise because a guest visitor shows up. And who is it? And it's so we didn't talk about this yet. But before she goes after Ellie, she shoots Tommy in the head in in the and I'm like, she just killed Tommy, too. That I think so mad. I think that's the moment where I flipped again. I was like, well, now she killed Tommy. Fuck Abby. And I was like, that, that made it harder for me to attack Ellie. And then but then Tommy shows up at the house. Tommy's the one that shows up. 
He's got like it's this all messed up glassy eye, like whole scarred up head. He's got a limp on on the whole right side of his body. And he shows up and he pulls out a map and he throws it down and he's like, "Hey, so uh, we've been tracking Abby. We found her again." And like you could, as a player, you kind of had the moment of like, "Wait, the game's not over." And then, and you could see it on Ellie's face. She's like, like, I don't know. I don't know. She was very conflicted. And then her girlfriend, Dina, was just pissed off. She's like, you bring this don't shit in my house. She's like, get out of here. Like, <sighs> we're over this. Oh, God. It was messing me up because you were like, don't do it. It's over. The yeah. game is over. The revenge is over. And she just had no reason to go. She had no reason to go. But, you know, just like you went and played the game again to get a bunch of trading cards and coins she's like i can't go unfinished i can't i'm a completionist i gotta finish this yeah. game right <laughs> so she goes after abby and we jump back to abby and abby's in california she's in uh, san bernardino and they're looking for fire- fireflies they're looking for her old crew that her dad was a part of and they get captured by these horrible like biker people so you know that abby's captured cut back to ellie ellie's in san bernardino you know she's gonna get fucked up and she gets fucked up. She gets impaled on a, a trap with a tree limb in her side and bit by a zombie, but she's immune, so she'll be okay. But she has to go wreak havoc on these assholes who live in like this resort that they've turned into like a slave community where they're making people like pick tomatoes and shit. Yeah. That scene was Ugh. that scene was cool too. When she got, got in the trap and those two guys come over and they're like they're messing with her, picking on her. And then he she like throws the one guy into the zombie. And then gets yeah. off and takes out the guy's legs. Like it was mm-hmm. just so many epic moments throughout the entire game. So many epic moments. I loved in that community, like the cha- they would have chained up zombies. I think they were turning yeah. prisoners into infected. Yeah. And making them fight in the pool. They'd like send yeah. them in there as punishment. Yeah. And then, but you could sneak around and unhook their chains and they'd go take off and like start killing the guys. I, I loved that part too. <laughs> I found that part to be so, like, to me, I, I wasn't looking for stuff at that point anymore. I was in full-on murder mode. Yeah. Molotovs were flying. <laughs> I was letting zombies loose, fucking people up. You know, I was exploding air. I was using every ounce of my ammo, just hoping I'd find one bullet here or there. Yeah. Just building, a, stealing axes just to chop people up. <laughs> and Ellie frees the slaves. All the people that were trapped in there turns into a revolt. They're shooting, they're shooting the bad guys. And she's like, where's Abby? And they're like, oh, she's down at the pillars at the edge of the beach. You'll, you'll find her. And you go down there and it's this trudge. And like, as a, as a, the player, I was like, this is it. This is going to be it. Yep. I'm going to find her. I'm going to kill her. And I don't want to. At, at this point, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to kill her. I don't want to finish this like this. I, I want them to, to realize they both killed each other's dads. And it's been a huge loss for all sides. It's been horrible. Yeah. I know Joel is not her dad, but. Right. Of course. For, for the matter of speaking. She gets there and you find Abby tied to a pole, like crucified, her arms up above, tied to it, her feet on a little platform, and she's emaciated. She is now Ellie's side. And the whole game, she's been jacked. Yeah. So she's, they even say along the game, like when Tommy finds her, she's like, hey, I talked to this guy, said he found a girl that was built like an ox. Because she is. She's just this jacked she's woman. Cute. <laughs> and she fights, fights like it. She's so strong. Yep. Which is badass. I mean, she's a great badass character. And you find her just a shell of who she is tied to this pole. You let her down. You find out that the little brother's still alive, Liv. Uh, Abby lets him down and picks him up and takes him. And she's like, let's go. And Abby's just like, yeah, I guess we should go. You've basically been beaten. You're, you're a shell. Yeah. And you're like, okay, okay, good. You're making the right decision. They get to these boats. 
And Ellie remembers Joel for one brief moment. And she's like, I can't let you leave. I got to finish this. And she's like, I'm fine. And they have this like silent, brutal, just slugfest in the water. That was the most realistic fight scene in, in like any game or like even movie that I've experienced in a long time that I can remember. Yeah. Because it was sloppy. Both of them are near oh, yeah. death. They were just, and it did the thing that they did in Aliens where the music cuts out and it's just the sound of water and just punching and grunting and just violence. Yep. And the tide turns a couple times, but then Ellie has Abby underwater choking her out. And then she remembers Joel smiling and you're like, no. And she gets up and lets her go. Yeah. Not after getting her fingers bit off, though. Right. She gets, <laughs> she gets two of her fingers bit off, which is a huge poignant moment for me because of the, the real ending shortly after that. Lay it out, man. Tell us what happens. So, yeah, she remembers Joel for a brief second. And I think she, she realizes Joel wouldn't want this for her. Uh, Joel wanted a better life for Ellie. Um, didn't want her to follow the same path he did of like all this violence and everything. And he, he lets her go. Like she's just sitting alone on the beach in the water uh, while all this chaos is going on around her. Then it cuts back to the farmhouse and she she's walking up the steps and uh, you go inside and her, her girlfriend has uh, kept her promise and she left. She cleaned out the house. The house is now empty. Yeah. And uh, you walk around the house, you get upstairs uh, and you get to one room and all Ellie's shit has just been left behind. Just in, left your shit in the corner. In the room. I don't know if you ever picked up on this, but that the the vinyl that's on top of the case, that's like their song. They talked about that in the beginning of the game. That's the song you dance to in the farmhouse. Uh, oh, while she's they, and they dishes. show that scene. Yeah. So this scene is this crux that at the beginning of the game, they're like, wow, crazy night last night. And you see Dina kiss Ellie in front of everybody. And it's a nice moment. But one guy is like, says some homophobic shit about it. And Joel shows up and stands up to him about it. And at this point, we realize that Ellie has told him, because of what you did to the Fireflies, because you saved me, I don't want to ever talk to you again, but we can live in the same town. That's okay. But you and I are done. Yeah. He stands up for her and she yells at him, like, you don't need to fight my battles for me. And they leave. And it's this moment that you're like, oh, it all is coming together. The whole story has come together. And you're just like, he just cares about you so goddamn much. And she picks up the guitar and we flash to him on the porch and she comes up to him and tells him, look, I care about you. You don't have to fight my battles for me. You don't have to stand up for me. I'm a tough kid and I can never forgive you, but I'm willing to try. And he has these tears in his eyes, video game, glassy eyed, yep. tough guys. And I'm just like, oh, don't, 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 don't. <laughs> like the smile on his face when he sees you, sees her like it's a video game, dude, tears you up, man. It's so good. Yeah. Oh, dude. But then, but then she like, she picks up the guitar one last time and you go through the controls of like playing the, the classic song that, that Joel taught her. And then, uh, I wasn't even thinking about this in the moment, but I'm like following the, the prompts and some of the notes are just like not hitting and they're not making sense. And I'm like, I, I didn't screw up. Like what? Oh, yeah, she's missing two of her fingers. She can't play guitar anymore. The last thing that she was able to hold on to from Joel, she lost because she continued her revenge quest. She made it even worse. Now her girlfriend left. She lost her fingers. She can't play guitar. Like, and then she just, it, she looks so just upset and defeated, puts the guitar on the windowsill and then just leaves the house, cut the credits. Damn, dude. <laughs> 
you know, Jerry Garcia was missing fingers and he could still play guitar like a motherfucker. <laughs> but uh, I mean, flip that shit over. There are left handed guitars. You can learn how to play guitar, but I get it. It was so poignant and so devastating. It's like that that Twilight Zone where the guy wants to be alone to read books and then he's alone and he goes to the library and, and drops and glasses his glasses break. and they break. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, and you're just left haunted because, I mean, it just showed that revenge, the tit for tat of revenge is so worthless because right or wrong, even when you are right, the revenge makes you wrong. And even when you're wrong, you can never be made right by killing enough people. Yeah, it like the the whole game was just like revenge and hate. Like it it and violence solves absolutely nothing. Like Abby was having, I didn't really catch this until uh, uh, another replay too. But I started realizing Abby was having PTSD too. The first time you play as Abby, she wakes up like she just came out of a nightmare, and then mm-hmm. through other flashbacks, she constantly has a vision of her walking down that hallway to discover her father's body, her dead father. Yeah. They think the cure is to go kill the person that caused it. And it's just like none of these things help either person in the end. And it only got their friends hurt, themselves hurt. Like it's a pretty bleak, so very realistic thing. A lot of fans are mad about the game that like, oh, like you should have did this and made this a happy ending or let us have this moment or let them have this at least. That's not real. To all those people who are pissed about this, I'm going to go kill your dads. <laughs> just kidding just kidding no violence no but you're right though like i'm sorry to cut you off there, but you're so right man fine i don't understand the negative reviews i i know a lot of people were like oh you killed joel well guess what if you kept joel you're just playing the first game again which i don't want yeah i am so happy that this game had multiple times where i'm like i don't like this i don't like what you're doing mm-hmm. i don't like the way you're making me feel I don't like this Abby character. There were so many times where I was not on board with the game, but when you kept playing, it showed you why it worked. And suddenly you have this intertwined parallel revenge arc that is so mirroring of itself and teaches you that the character that you thought you loved was fucking wrong and deserved everything she got, but it wasn't worth showing her. It was never worth it because if you left her be, she would have ruined it herself because that's the other thing I believe. I don't think Ellie is good at being happy. And when she had happiness, she threw it away. Yeah. And Abby's not good at letting her emotions show because every time she does, people die and it's horrible. Like every time she had a moment of something nice, she would ruin it by being violent. Yep. The moments of the game that made you feel good were not the revenge because every time you got it, there was a consequence that did not make you feel good. And the moments that made you feel good is when you did something nice for somebody else and showed them the fucking dinosaurs and put hats on dinosaurs. And shit. <laughs> exactly. Those were the only times you were happy in this game. Yep. I read something recently that made a lot of sense too, where like people were so mad about having to play as Abby, the girl who killed uh, their favorite main character. And, but like, there's no other real game where like you are forced to play as this girl for like 10 hours of a game and get to learn her backstory and learn all about her. And you start sympathizing with her. Like think about someone you might hate in the real world. If you're locked in a room with them for 10 hours, your perspective might change. Yeah. Like that makes a lot of sense to me. This is something I often say. Now, I certainly don't agree with anybody who's, again, the revenge isn't the, the worst part, but I'm sure if you talk to Let's say a child soldier who's fighting for the Taliban. Mm-hmm. If you talk to them one-on-one, he thinks he's Luke Skywalker and you are Darth Vader. Yeah. Like to him, he's, he's the hero of his story. 
and you're like, oh, damn. Oh, damn. Like, I, I get where you're coming from. That is a truth on all levels, on every side. Now, right or wrong, again, I think this game does a great job of showing you that even though, you know, in the revenge world, Abby had a great case for revenge, but mm-hmm. it was wrong. It's not the right thing to do. Killing killing people is not the right thing to do. She could have sent a message any way she wanted. Yeah. There are much better ways to send a message than than murder. And I think that that was such an important thing. And and I do not understand why people are not on board with that. It's a different kind of game altogether, though. I've yeah. never had a game that used emotion and poignance as a weapon towards the player in a way mm-hmm. that was so effective. Agreed. Game of the year? Absolutely. Absolutely game of the year. I've never played something like that. And I think anyone who's giving it a negative review aren't giving it a chance. I think they're getting to Abby and going, screw that, I'm not playing anymore. And they're upset about yeah. it. I don't think they're playing it through. Yeah, you made me feel and I hate that shit. Right, oh, yeah. I felt things. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to feel things when I play games. Then <laughs> that's not the game I just want to feel rage. Yeah, I just want to feel rage <laughs> and violence. I want a cathartic violence experience. Uh-huh. Which it, this game has plenty of catharsis violence, but uh, yeah. you can get you yeah you go fuck up anybody who pisses you off in this game. But it it it's not you you learn that there's consequences. So if if this game becomes a trilogy, what do you think will be the next game? What do you think the storyline will right. be? I have two theories. Okay, I've got one. <laughs> if you're gonna stick with the characters, which I don't necessarily think is a good idea, you're okay. gonna stick with the same characters. The world's amazing. Keep bringing me back to this world. I love the zombies. I love the ideas. Old man Ellie, you do old woman Ellie, you do old man Logan, where Mm -hmm. she's like, no, I'm done with it. I'm done with it. And they're like, you're the only badass we know who can do this. Bring her back out of retirement to go do it. That could be a little cliche, though, because we see that a lot lately. That's been a old man Logan, Wolverine. Like, wait, to go do what? Save somebody, rescue something. Not have anything to do with Abby. Or you could do old man Abby and Lev and do the same same inverse of that. But I think that you have to jump far forward. Okay. I don't think you can I don't want to know what happens next and I don't want it to be more revenge from this story. This chapter needs to be closed. Okay. So my theory is that I think it will be only a few years ahead of the next of the end of this game. And I think you start off as Abby, right? And then she finds the fireflies. And in the fireflies, she finds out that there is another guy. There is another doctor. They're working on a cure. And Abby's like, well, I actually know the person you're looking for. And now she gave me this scar. She gave right. me that scar. She gave me this scar right and here. And she's super conflicted. Like, should I go hunt down Ellie again? Should I go get her? She gave up the revenge. Maybe she won't kill me. Should I go get her? Maybe you're Abby and have to go back to the Jackson area, find her. Maybe she comes across Dina and was like, where's Ellie? And there's a conflict there where like, they don't know, Dina doesn't know to trust her. Maybe she does find Ellie and Ellie always wanted that chance. She wanted her life to mean something. And now she gets that chance again. This game could be about like redemption and forgiveness. She can finally go give the cure to the world, which she thought she lost. But to do that, she now has to be friends with Abby and they could come across Tommy again. And Tommy now finds Abby and Ellie's got to like, that could be a really strong moment where Ellie's got to like stop Tommy from attacking and be Damn. like, listen, this, this is what we got to do. I love the concept of her finally getting the chance to choose her fate. Yeah. And personally, I would love it if she goes under the knife and then you think she died, but she wakes up and like, hey, we figured out how to save you. Oh, we did it. Oh, we didn't know that was going to happen. So that you get that happy ending because I don't want Ellie to die because she, that was the happy ending. 
yeah. again, if she did die, I get it. I get it. That works. Mm-hmm. But I'm always a happy ending kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> What's well, the thing to... Ah. It, it would definitely, if she did die, it would flash like years ahead to where like civilizations coming back and like whatever characters were involved are like old and happy and stuff. Even yeah. if she's, maybe she gets a statue. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What is it? Yeah. I, I like that concept that, def, that, that would work, but you'd have to tread a very fine line, not to, not to just be this game again, because this game did so well of not being the first game again. Right. So it, like it wouldn't be, you know, if you can't be as complex or you can't do the intertwining revenge stories, what other stories can you tell? I also like the idea of Lev. You see what happens to the 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 little brother in the future like yeah. him being deprogrammed from being a cultist and getting the chance to live life with Abby, but like wondering like what happened to my people? What happened to, you know, what did I get wrapped up in? Yeah. They I mean, the game sold like gangbusters. There's definitely going to be a third one. But I, I would also like one that's just a different person in a different part of the world doing different shit. Yeah. That maybe doesn't crisscross with any of this. Maybe don't call it Last of Us 3. Maybe call of it Last of Us Regeneration. Last of Us, <laughs> you know, just do something different. <laughs> but I just hope they keep making games in this world. I mean, we're getting the HBO TV series. Yeah. I, I wonder Dude. what their faces were when they found out Joel was dying. They're like, wait, what? What do we got to do? <laughs> we green- Oh, no. Oh, God. I, I think it'd be cool if they if they did it about the birth of the, like leading up to the first game. That would yeah. be interesting if they if they did not do it as following Joel and Ellie. But yeah. I don't see how they why they would do that. It's a different medium that's going to be way tougher to follow the same structure. Exactly. Because imagine if you had to watch ten episodes or like a season of Abby, people would be like, nah, <laughs> they wouldn't watch it. <laughs> so no. you got to do that so differently. All the downtime that goes into a Last of Us game, like when you're trudging around looking at shit and trying to find yeah. trading cards, nobody wants to watch that. Yeah. That was only fun in video games because the worlds were so gorgeous. Yeah, I loved the open world atmospheres in this game. Like, I, I, I don't think it was like that as much in the first game. Not this open. Yeah. I mean, there definitely were limitations to the space. Yeah. And this kind of took the gloves off that, uh, which they do better every game. Every game. Like, the first Uncharted is... Very linear, mm-hmm. very shooting gal- gallery. By the fourth one, it was much more realistic as far as like the spaces you were in and how you fought in them. Yeah. And then you get to like Last of Us and it was like, wow, what incredible environments. And then this one felt real. Very rarely did I go, oh, can I go over there? And the game was like, no. Yeah. Very rarely was the game like, nah, you can't climb in this bush. No, you can't climb this fence. Very yeah. rarely, which was awesome. It's like almost every building you could walk into. It's like, wow, okay. <laughs> oh, and find incredible things yeah. in them, which was... my. I think my favorite, my favorite two things to find the whole game were the two callbacks to their other games. Drop that, dude, because I did not catch on to those. Did, did you fi- did you notice either of them or find either of them? I found the the Jack and Daxter orb. Okay, so the the very first thing you could find when you're in the the downtown area of another cool thing. I want to talk about this whole this whole little piece. Yeah, there's a dilapidated bank. You go in there. The room's filled with like these. We- there's weird. They comment on like why are the infected wearing body armor? And uh, oh. I did go to that bank, and they're like, oh, and you find notes with like safe codes and, and robbery plans and like, oh shit, these guys tried to rob the bank on infection day. And then yeah. uh, you open the vault and in one of the safety deposit boxes, 
you find uh, Drake from Uncharted's ring like cool. that, he, that he has in there. And it says, uh, Sic Parvis Magna, which is Latin for greatness from small beginnings. I love that phrase. It came in the special edition for Uncharted 2, I believe, back in like 2000 and I don't know, 2010 or something. I used to wear an Easter. I wore that ring for like two years. <laughs> I loved that game. <laughs> I love that ring. I love that saying. So like to Dude, Uncharted 2 is a jam. To find that in the game, I was like, that's so fucking cool. And then uh and then later on, when you're Abby and you're exploring, she finds this weird egg with all these weird encryptions on it. And she's even like, what the hell is this? And that is a precursor orb, which is like uh in Jack and Daxter which is like a a coin in Sonic or like a, a Wumpa Fruit in Crash Bandicoot. It's just like a collectible thing that you're doing throughout that game. But in, it's in the Last of Us world as just a rare That's collectible awesome. to find. I thought that was so cool. I love the little things where um, there's two different characters in uh, Abby's world that are playing with PSPs. And you can actually hear the soundtrack of the games that they're playing and you can see the games on their screens. Girl yeah. is playing Hotline Miami, and the guy is playing another Naughty Dog game, which is uh, Jack and Daxter Combat Racing. <laughs> I thought those were so cool. Like, just these little intricate Easter eggs that you could only find if you're really looking hard. I love that type of stuff. I love that. And I, like you said, I love finding the PS3s. They were like Uncharted 3s on there yeah. or whatever. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. So cool, man. One of my favorite jokes in the in the whole game was when they find their buddies like weed stash in the bottom of their lookout yes. house oh yes <laughs> and she finds the porno tapes and she's like smash brandy's cooch what is this <laughs> <laughs> she finds the gas mask bong she's like yeah Whoa. all the dead weed uh, oh, that was so funny that was so funny. I forgot about yep. the the porno tape. Thanks for bringing that yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the the uh, the porno gag on Crash Bandicoot. I just thought that was that was just clever and just so great to find. I think every time you play through this, you're going to notice more stuff because it's jam packed. One of the ones that I caught was a reference to one of my favorite podcasts. Last podcast on the left on the one of the bathroom walls is their sign off, which is uh, "Hail yourselves, hail me, hail Gene," and Hail yourselves, hail me is written on the walls of one of the bathrooms. No way, dude. That's and, awesome. And they were talking about it. And it's like the developers would listen to their podcast in the room while working on code, long coding nights. And so they put them into the game. And I was like, that is awesome. That's badass. Oh, dude. I got to thank you for coming on the show, man. It's been super fun to chat about this. I've been dying to talk to somebody about it because the game has blown me away. Me too. And when everybody's in quarantine, nobody's working and nobody gets to like hang out. I've had nobody to talk to. And my wife has been great. She's, she's actually been like <laughs> indulgent in talking about it, but you know, it just gets getting good, good ideas and hearing people's reactions to this have been phenomenal. And I'm, I'm thrilled with it. I have not met a hater yet. So I either pick good friends or. <laughs> yeah, know exactly. But, uh, yeah. thanks for coming on the show, man. Uh, Anytime. You want to I, we've done this before in real life, but you want to blast this thing off with me? Yeah, man. Three, two, one. There you go. You got it, man. <laughs> Thanks for being on the Launchpad Podcast. Ryan Dempsey, I'm Aaron Rocketeer, and we are out. Take care. Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff.